Hey guys, welcome back to the Goody Tissues podcast. I'm Ellie, I'm the daughter half. And I'm Becky, I'm the mom half. And today we have an episode for you. Um, I just turned 16, which is super exciting for me. Um, and basically, I thought it would be fun since, I don't know, I feel like 16 is one of those like dates that's kind of a, a milestone, milestone one. Yeah. So I was like, I thought it would be fun if we talked about 16. So I'm going to talk about some things that I like about, just that are like nice about the kind of the age, like opportunities that you get, fun things that you get to do and like things like that. And mommy's going to talk about all sorts of fun things that she did when she was 16. So I'm so excited. Um, I have been working on building trellises for our garden, which has been really fun. And I literally have been like building them out of sticks. I feel like such a like pioneer woman, just being so creative. Um, but it's been really fun and I think it'll look really pretty. It's hard to have a garden in the city. Um, but we're really blessed that we get like an area that we can actually do it. But I don't know if anywhere else, but like, I love having like, I don't know, like special places. And like, I love it when people are able to use like almost forced perspective to make a space feel like it's more intimate than it is. So like a half wall or like chair sat in a certain way that kind of like separates a place, you know, or like a dropped ceiling. Um, that's like in a house. But I was like, I bet there's a way you could do that with a garden. So I decided that I was going to almost make our garden into a little room using trellises and hanging like climbing plants and stuff. So I got to get my butt on that and fig- like finish it. You probably silence my phone. Um, but yeah, I think it'll look really, I think it'll look really pretty. Also, we mowed for the first time, which is so exciting. And it smelled so good. And the lawn is just all fuzzy and carpety now. And I love it. Yeah, I like how you said we mowed when I was the one who mowed and you were inside <laughs> doing who knows what. I was working on stuff. I was. <laughs> it does look nice, though. Thank you for yeah. noticing. I already said I like it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yesterday we had a spring musical for Finn's class, oh, yeah. and um, next Monday is the middle school and high school band concert, so we'll go to see Liam play his flute. A lot of year-end wrapping up happening. Um, I got a couple graphic design projects off my plate, so oh. that's nice. Um, just getting into my next class. I'm doing online leadership classes, so mm-hmm. that'll go till the first week of June, and then it'll be summer. Oh. So looking forward to that yeah i just realized i haven't heard back from oh now our computer's talking too haven't heard back about whether or not i got into the graphic design contest for the t-shirt contest but i'm hopeful also i literally could be done with my schoolwork but i just keep procrastinating on my history book and like not finishing it i finished my math yesterday though and it's done for the year it was the best feeling and i finished the last problem and i slammed that book shut and shoved it in my bag never to be seen again Except <sighs> until I pull it out to grade. Yes, but I don't have to look at it. Yes. <laughs> I will be in another room hiding. Yes, crying so silently. <laughs> uh, it's funny because it's true. So anyway, so coming back to the fact that um, on Tuesday of this week, you turned 16. And uh, we had a nice little party for you on Saturday. And um, so tell me all the wonderful things about being a 16 now. Well, I've been 16 for... Like three, three days. days. Yes. I, I feel like it's just a good, like, like I'll talk about, like, being 15, too, but just, like, kind of, like, the age area. Also, it was so fun because 
usually, you know, like you don't necessarily do something like on your birthday because like mine was like on a Tuesday. So we couldn't necessarily do the party then. So we did it on a Saturday. So I was not expecting to be able to do anything else. But we got to go and I got to go with you and grandma and grandma. Grandma and grandma, actually. Yeah, two grandmas. Um, and it was really fun. We went to like, I don't know if you've ever been to, like in Madison, uh, Wisconsin, there's a botanical garden and they have like a dome that's got like, a, it's basically a heated area and it's like a giant greenhouse basically. And they have a whole bunch of plants, but then they also have a huge garden grounds and we just walked around and it was gorgeous because all of the, all of everything was like blooming and it was just pastel greens and I was like, I'm in heaven. It was really wonderful. I'm I glad you it. got to go. And we got to go and have, um, well, I had sushi, but it was at like a. Hibachi. Hochiko. Hochiko what? <laughs> Hibachi is what you meant to say. That's what I said. But we're going to call it Hochiko. <laughs> no, please so don't. <laughs> Want to go for Hochiko? Stop. I do. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like it would be a word? Maybe. Hochiko. I don't know. Anyways, the guy was, he always does like tricks and stuff when you ever go to Hibachi. Stop. Um... And he actually asked if I was 21 because he thought I was old enough to have a drink, which I thought was kind of flattering. Um, and, of course, I said no. But I was like, okay, he thinks I'm capable of being 21. Okay. I appreciate that. Um, anyways, that was way too – I was way too happy about that. <laughs> yeah, I would um, say. <laughs> um, okay, so some of the things that I like. Well, okay, so once – I feel like once you get out of, like, 9, 10, 11, 12 – Heck, you know, nine is actually not worth it. I say like 10, 12, 11, 13 is like the yuck kind of stage where it's like there's lots of fun things, but it's also you're so in between everything. So it's like you feel like you're too old to play with little, little kids, even if it's something that you enjoy. You're like, oh, I guess I'm too old for that. But you also feel too little to like play with the big kids and like to hang out with the grownups and stuff like that. So you're kind of just like rad. I'm just stuck in the middle here. Like what am I even supposed to do? And I feel like I've just started to kind of like come out of that like – when I was like 14, it was like still kind of there. Um, but like being 15 and now being 16, I feel like there's just, it's a nice, really nice age because I think it's like the best of both worlds because you get to have so many opportunities um, and so many things like, I mean, like opportunities are given to you and you're able to do so many things. Um, you can have like a lot of responsibilities and a lot of trust, um, but also you have like a fallback. So like it's the difference of like basically having the capability to do things like an adult, but also not having all the pressure of an adult. So like if I wanted to, I could go out and get a job. I could like start my own business. I could whatever, like go out and start volunteering somewhere. I could learn to cook, all of these things. But if I fail, if I do something wrong, if I like mess up, there's not as many repercussions. And if I really feel like I don't understand something, I can just go to an adult and be like, hey, I need help. And it's not as much about like, oh, well, you know, you're grown up, you should figure that out. so I really like that because I feel like there's just, like, so many different things that I can try out um, in just, like, a very safe zone. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. So I love that. And it's great for me because I love trying, like, a new hobby out every, like, two seconds. <laughs> so What? You? <laughs> Weird. Right now I've really been liking gardening and just being out in the garden and helping in that way. So that's been really fun. But also, it's nice because I get to kind of like study underneath you because you know everything about everything. I don't know everything about gardening. <laughs> she knows a lot, though. Like, I, sometimes I'll be like, what is this? And she knows exactly what it is. Or like, can these things go next to each other or whatever? And it's just really nice because I can kind of take responsibility and try it out. But if I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing, I can ask. And it's not like, oh, wow, you failed, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I really, really love that about being this age. Um, also, I got my driver's license 
And that has been really fun. I've only driven one place because <laughs> I got it yesterday. Um, but I just picked up my brothers. But it was still really fun because it was like, I can go places on my own. It was just very exciting. Yeah, actually, your dad's response when we sent him the picture of the license that he's like, sweet, now I can send you to Quick Trip for bread. <laughs> I was like, yep, okay. Well, that's that's what it is. We get another errand runner in the house. Yep. Every family that I know of who has had 16-year-olds and up before us has been like, oh, thank goodness, because now so-and-so can take so-and-so there and that and pick this one up and go get this thing and run that errand. So, Honestly, I don't Welcome mind. to the club. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm actually excited, though, because I like driving. I just don't like intersections very much they stress me out so much even if it's like oh also roundabouts are the bane of my existence they're not that bad honestly but I get confused so easily and so if I like know I have to basically have like step-by-step four-year-old instructions like okay you are going to stay in this lane you're going to go straight that means you're going to stay in this lane when you go around the roundabout don't go yet and then I'm totally fine but if I don't get like one of those instructions I will be going into the wrong lane and crashing into another car so, still need to work on that. Yeah, but, we're easing. I mean, she does have her driver's license, but we're easing her into yeah. heavier traffic. She's not going to be, like, driving to Appleton at night or anything anytime yeah. soon. I mean, I won't actually crash into a car. But I, I'm just – it's not my – definitely not my strong suit. But that's something that I'm really excited about. Um, I'm trying to think of other things. I feel like 16, 15, like, upper teens is also when you can kind of, like, develop, like, actual friendships. Like, they're sort of, like – hear me out. Hear me out. Friendships where it's like, those are like when you get to a certain age, it's the sort of friendships that you probably will be keeping for a while. So I think a lot of my friendships just kind of have matured over the years from being something that's like, I don't know, when you're younger, it's like we'll be friends today and we might not be like tomorrow, like whatever. It's like a lot more like flippy, but it's harder to make friends the older that you get. And so the friends that you do have when you hit a certain age are kind of going to be your friends for a while. Not to say forever. Like I know adults who make new friends and who lose old ones. That's just how life is. But a lot of those friends are the ones that are going to stick around. And so it's just been interesting to me to see kind of like who my core friends are, who I'm surrounding myself with, and just kind of how that's going to like play out in the rest of my life and like who's going to be with me for the rest of the time. Um, And so it's really fascinating to kind of almost just like choose my people and who's going to be like sticking by me for the rest of my time. But yeah, those are some things that I like about being 16. Yeah, and there's lots more to discover. As you go on, you'll have a summer job, yeah. and it's quite, and it's in Oshkosh, and it's quite likely that you'll be driving you and Ethan in from time to time, mm. and, and oh yeah, on your own. Like mm, I'm scared. <laughs> well, I think that you'll be driving with an adult that yeah. exact route several times before you yeah, do I've it. I've done your it own. before. It's actually not so bad. It's just merging is a little freaky. It's a little freaky. But I think it'll be really good. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this summer, actually. I feel like it's just going to be a really good summer. It's got it's got good, hopeful vibes. Yes, and we have friends coming in from Scotland <sighs> for, like, two months. And um, we're just really excited to see them. They, they, have, um, yeah. they have a missionary focus for being there, but they're home for two months. And we're going to try and spend as much time as we can with them and their kids. So that's something that we're looking forward to as well. Yeah, me too. Okay, well, I want to hear about you now. So she's going to show, show, share some fun things about when she was 16. And you were telling me about some of these earlier, and I think some of them are really fun. So, 
well, let's see. When I was 16, so Ellie's, Ellie turned 16 at basically the end of her 10th grade year. And my birthday is in the middle of, I guess it's in January. So it would be in the middle of the school year. So I was 16 in like halfway through my 10th grade year. And the way things worked as far as like driver's ed and driver's licensing in the late 90s was um, you would take it through school. At least our school offered it. And I know a lot of others did too as like a class for one quarter. And that was like your instruction. And then you would do behind the wheel driving with a teacher. Like in our case, he was like the shop teacher. And (laughs) there was like an actual driver's ed car that the school owned that all the kids would drive around. And so you'd get um, you, the teacher, and two other kids. That would be your group. And you would drive after school or on Saturdays and for a certain number of hours together. And then after that, it was just like, okay, you're signed off. And once you're 16, you can get your license. So I didn't get my temporary license until I got them um, on my 16th birthday. So I did the written test because um, that's just how it worked out. I, there wasn't. And so, and then um, I did the driving at the school and my mom took me out driving quite a bit. And then um, I was felt like I was ready to take the driving test just a couple months later. And so on St. Patrick's Day of 1997, I got my driver's license. That's fun. I didn't know that. Yeah. And that's probably the only reason I remember the date is because it happened to land on some sort of holiday. Um, Mm -hmm. But so it's so different now, though, because and I like it better because there was I had a driver's license in my hand. And like the first thing I did is like either was the same day or the next day as I went into Amaro and picked up my friend and we drove around the countryside because I was like, look, we can drive like, you know, we can go wherever we want. And like, I think about it. I'm like, literally, I had been driving behind the wheel on roads for like two months at that point. And suddenly I was like free to do whatever. Like, I Did didn't you, know. Were you nervous on the road? I don't remember. I, I think I didn't drive in Oshkosh a lot. I was nervous in Oshkosh. So I didn't go there very lot at first. I just think about like, how did not kids more like how did more kids not die because like <laughs> yeah. or like for whatever like I remember a couple hearing about a couple kids in high school who would get into accidents but like for the most part no one got into accidents so mm-hmm. I don't know as a as a parent now I'm really thankful that like kids have to have their they can get their temps as early as age 15 so they're potentially driving with their parents or with a school for like a year before mm-hmm. they get their actual, and now it's a probationary license. It's not even a full. Yeah, it's license. like a graduated license. So you get your. Oh, that was wow! Really bad yawn. <laughs> she was yawning, by the way. Um, <laughs> she turns into an old man. <laughs> you get like your temps at fifteen potentially if you want to do it that early, and then yeah, you can practice for like a year if you want to, and then once you turn sixteen, you can get your license. But it isn't even your full license. You can't go. Like, you have a curfew, like, you can't drive past 12. Midnight, yeah. Yeah, 12. Um, Unless an adult is with you. I don't think you even can do that. I'm not sure. It's like 21 and older has to be in the car or a written note from your parents. (laughs) It's like a curfew, yeah. Um, It's just a lot of things to keep. Yeah, and then you don't even get your actual, like, full license until you're 18. So once you're 18, you get, like, you're able to drive all through the night. Yeah. Just like I always wanted. Like, there's exceptions, of course. Like, if a kid has, like randomly a third shift job or something and they need to be driving home at five in the morning like they're they're gonna be fine but yeah and it's all just interesting is, like so I was 16 and I got my license really quickly and my 
parents um, supplied me with a car before the end of my 10th grade year, which at the time I was super ungrateful for, which, <laughs> like, which I hate the fact that I was, but I'm being honest. I was like, I got my mom, my mom delivered mail and she delivered mail out in the country, in which case you have to supply your own vehicle. You don't get the cute little white trucks that they drive around the city. And so she had been delivering mail with this 10-year-old station wagon. And she's like, well, it's up pretty high in miles, and I'll just get – I've been saving money for all this time. I'll get a different mail car, and you can have my old one. And I was like, gee, thanks. I had, like – I loved cars. Like, I had car magazines, and I would always look at the sports cars. I had, like, this – somehow I thought in my – 16 year old brain that I was going to get some sort of little hot rod Sports for my car? first car. Yeah. What? Yeah. I don't know. Like, and I literally had no money invested in this. So my parents actually gave me a car and paid the insurance. All I had to do was pay the gas. And I was like, ugh, it's a station wagon. Like, I kind of hate oh that. I was, gosh, oh, I know for real. It was so bad. And, but then, oh. <laughs> so entitled it was so bad and I was so embarrassed I like drove to school and I was like oh I'm gonna park at the end of the lot I don't want anyone to see me getting out of this stupid station wagon <laughs> and then um I think they're cute well and it was one of those like it was actually a really nice car it was a Buick so it was kind of like it had like really nice power seats and like this cool stereo system and um even though it was a station wagon and like it had the jump seats in the back where you could sit two people in the very back and face out the window the back way so fun and so i, I would could, love that car well you're a better person <laughs> like truly truly i think if we were 16 at the same time you would not have <laughs> sometimes i think about that in my mind i'm like oh we would have been besties and sometimes you tell stories and i'm like oh oh maybe not yeah no like for real i'm just like you're too kind and mature and you would have been like i'm not hanging out with that becky girl she's like super judgy and immature <laughs> it took a few years and it did it took, that's that's the sanctification process that's how god rounds off our edges all these things right like i am not the person that i was as a high schooler but all i had to say is that was my first car and my older brothers who were much older than me um were like I was, I must've been complaining to them at some point about the car. And they were like, what are you talking about? You can fit besides you, you can fit seven of your friends in there. Cause it had eight seats. Like that is the party vehicle, the party wagon. Are you serious? You can take people everywhere. And I was like, Oh yeah, you're right. It is kind of <laughs> cool. So then I owned it and I like flaunted the fact that I had this 1988 Buick Century station wagon. <laughs> And I drove, I love, I actually, after that, I learned to love it. And I was really sad when the engine gave out, mm. but that was, how long did you have it until college? Dang. So just a couple of years, I don't remember exactly what went wrong with it, but it was bad enough that it was more expensive to fix mm. than, um, anyway. So yeah, that was, that was my first car and now I want a free car. I know. I know. I'm so <laughs> sorry. We're, we're just gonna let you borrow cars until <laughs> that moment. Cries. I don't need a car, but sure would be nice. It, yeah, we might come to that point, but we're yeah. going to make do until we need to. I see one of the reasons we lived way out in the country and like I wanted to have a summer job. My dad worked all day long on the farm. My mom worked full time. And so if I was going to have a job somewhere that wasn't literally on the farm, I needed to have another vehicle. So it was a little and I did. I That was so 16. I got my first job off the farm. Woo! And that was working summers. My parents were very, like, 
hardline stance against me having a job during the school year because they wanted me to focus on my studies and doing like sports and extracurricular clubs and stuff. They wanted me to not have to worry about then also going to work. So Mm -hmm. a lot of my friends were working in town at like the fast food restaurants or whatnot, but I was like not at all. And so I would work in the summer. So my first job was working for the school as a janitor. And I worked with- That's how it all started. Right. What? Okay. What? I don't know. It makes sense in my head. I was going to say your life is a janitor. Oh, yeah, because I'm cleaning up after my family all the time. No. (laughs) Anyway, so that was fun. The hours were 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. So it was really early, but it was summer. So, like, you get off at 2 in the afternoon, and you still have a lot of time to hang out with your friends or go to the pool or whatever. So it was actually really good, and I worked with the full-time janitors of the school district. And, man, they are a sassy, sassy crew. (laughs) I bet with a job like that. Oh, they were good. And that's when I first learned, much to my horrified shock, after being like indoctrinated with, we need to recycle and we need to save the planet and we need to like put all the paper in the paper bins and all the trash in the trash bins. And me starting work as a janitor, cleaning up all the classrooms like from the end of the school year, there's paper and folders everywhere. And I'm like, wait, we got it. Where's the recycling bin? We got to take this to the recycling bin because that's what I'd been taught since I was like five. And they're like, oh, there's no recycling bin. It all gets dumped in the trash. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like for real, the whole thing was a scam. And I was like, no, literally every, I was like, okay, that, that was my first glimpse into the world. It's not exactly as it seems <laughs> like. One of the best parts of that job was like sometimes there would be old like computers that just needed to, we were probably supposed to be recycling these things, but the janitors were like, just throw it in the dumpster and make sure it's broken so no one can get into the hard drive. And so (laughs) there was other kids hired, by the way. So we were like, we'll take care of it. (laughs) So we would take turns like taking these big CRT, you know, like the the screens that had like the huge back on them. They weren't flat screens. And like just over our heads, on our tiptoes, arching back, throwing them into these massive dumpster bins to have them, like, smash. And, like, we were going in there with, like, bats. And, oh, like, my gosh. Just, like, just beating, beating the them? crap. <laughs> like, there would be, like, like um, uh, keys, like, letter keys just flying oh out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it was so fun. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun job. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, there was a lot of actual cleaning and hard work. I learned how to use like a, one of those giant machines that buffs the floors. And it's like you have to have the actual arm muscles to make it not go spinning wildly out of control. Oh, that's cool. So anyway. Skills you didn't know you needed. No, for real. And so, uh, sorry, I've gone really long. Into my <laughs> no. That's probably super boring. No, it's hilarious. <laughs> so that was that. I got my first job at 16. Um, another thing that happened when I was 16 was my youth group really started getting going, um, went to a small country church. So my youth group was also run by our pastor. I mean, he's literally the only person that was a paid staff member at this church. And so he started this high school youth group. And by this time we had like eight or 10 kids and that was it. And that was our youth group. And he was really great about always taking us on like these weekend trips or, I mean, we met every Sunday night and we just loved it. It was just this wonderful little small group of kids and him. Mm. And um, our friend, Miss Catherine, 
She, she was, was in that youth group. She was Wasn't in, that his, her dad? Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah, was say. exactly. But, like, that's one of the reasons why we got to be such good friends gotcha. is through that youth group. That's really cute. And so when I was 16, we went on our first mission trip. Um, I would say overseas, but it's not. We just went down to Mexico, so out of country mission trip, and I had never been out of the country. So that was, like, a huge experience. scandal with the girl? Yeah. Can and so, oh, yeah. So, so funny. That's... Yeah. Okay. So Ellie just reminded me that um, after we did the podcast talking about like vacation stories and stuff, my friend Liz, who I mentioned in that trip to South Dakota, and I said we had written in these journals how like we're so annoyed with each other and stuff. And, <laughs> and I can't find my journal. I know I know, wouldn't have thrown it away, but I can't find it. Well, she dug around after listening to the podcast and found her journal and sent some <laughs> pictures of pages. And sure enough, there were... <laughs> There was like the like the things that we wrote down like and held up against the window to try and get like this cute boy in the car next to us to look at us. So all these things like literally written down in this notebook. But she said, you know what else is cool? In the same notebook, I journaled about our mission trip to Mexico. And I said, oh, no way. I've lost those journals, too. I think they're all together. They've mm. got to be all together somewhere. And so she she started sending me pictures of some of the pages and she's like oh my gosh do you remember that <laughs> driving <laughs> like so the way this worked is our youth group was very small so in order for us to do a full mission trip with um with the connecting group ywam we connected with two other youth groups from the area and so we were with a bunch of kids that like we were meeting for the first time and a whole bunch of their own chaperones and stuff so we ended up having a big group but our own little youth group was very small like mm -hmm. 10 people so we had like this big like busload of people, like a caravan of people driving down to Laredo, Texas to cross the border from Wisconsin. So it's a long drive. And, you know, we end up like I think we drove straight through, but we stopped for food at some place in like Kansas or who knows where. And we got to like maybe half a state away before one of the girls from the other youth groups was like, I left my passport at the McDonald's. And <laughs> So this is like the era before cell phones and like we can't, we have like this deadline. There's no way we can turn around and go get this passport. And so they must have stopped at a gas station, somehow found the phone number for this random McDonald's in Kansas and called and said, hey, did you find this passport? They're like, yeah, we did. And they're like, can you mail it to this address in Laredo, Texas? And we're going to find like just overnight it. Like, well, somehow like re I don't know how they... So, like, these are just regular adult chaperones, not, like, pastors or youth pastors. Like, these are just <laughs> volunteers from the church who are like, oh, we'll go down to Mexico with these kids. Like, so, so they're trying to handle this. And, by the way, I had completely forgotten about this, but because she, my friend wrote this in her journal, she's, like, reviving all these memories. And she's like, can you even imagine, like, shepherding, like, you know, 45, 50 kids and then being like, oh, by the way, one of you isn't crossing the border. And, like... <laughs> Like we're, you know, we're like 1500 miles away from home and you're going to hang out in Laredo, Texas for 10 days. But so we get to the border and, and the passport isn't there. And so apparently, <laughs> I don't even know how this is possible. They forged one <laughs> to get the girl through. And this is, no, this is before 9-11 and like the borders weren't quite, so they were a little more loosey-goosey letting pe Americans go into Mexico. Um, 
but there was still a border check and there was like people with rifles and you know it was really nerve-wracking because we were like we had to fill out these forms and and the nature of our visit like every single one of us and this is the first time we've ever done this and Mm -hmm. meanwhile the entire group knows that this girl is gonna try and cross the border i don't know where they with a fake passport yeah and i don't think it was a maybe like at the time something like that Something like that, because I think you could get through without a, I didn't get a passport. I just used my birth certificate. So maybe that was what they forged. And so she got through. Like somehow we got through. <laughs> like, like and, but none of that, I wouldn't have remembered any of that if she hadn't written it down. So that, <laughs> I know that was a huge sidetrack. No, oh, but the part that cracks me up is that it's just basically a whole bunch of random parents. Yes. Who had to like probably just go to some random like like forgery shop like, a, like, like right a, next to the border and be like ah you want you want a new id and I like know, just right? pay this random dude to make them a fake like <laughs> what on a mission trip <laughs> they're like he is fine it's in the name of jesus <laughs> cracks me up it was yeah it was bad and so but she got through and she also got she somehow got back into the u.s which it's harder to get back into the u.s because you know, they want fewer people who are lying about who they are to come across the border. <laughs> but it's fine because we already did it once. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know the details. Like, I wonder if I wrote, if I ever find those journals. I'll be so I feel happy. like they're in some random storage place and you're, they're just all together. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. I would be absolutely heartbroken if somehow they got tossed throughout the years. But, well... So actually, before you brought that up, the thing that I wanted to mention about being 16 and going on this mission trip wasn't the fact that we witnessed forgery. It was more like um, the fact that I was going into another country for the very first time and completely different culture. Uh, So that was really impacting. But what we were doing is we weren't hanging out on the beaches of Mexico. We were up in like the mountains um, in these little villages with like dirt floor huts and wild dogs running around and donkeys braying every other block. And, you know, it was like, and then like these vistas and these massively beautiful views of the world that we had never seen before. But the thing that really impacted me the most that's always stayed with me is one of the things that we were doing down there was in this little village um, besides, we were helping build a building, but another thing that we were doing was going around door to door with like these little little booklets of Spanish and like <laughs> trying to invite the local people to the little local Spanish church for a special Sunday service or not, whatever. Maybe it wasn't Sunday, but and they were so gracious. They didn't care that like these white kids in, you know, like broken Spanish were like they were just very friendly and a bunch of the people came to the service of the pastor obviously spoke Spanish. Our pastor actually knew Spanish too, because he grew up as a missionary kid. So he was playing his guitar and, um, but they were starting to play hymns that were very familiar to me mm-hmm. and I was getting ready to sing and it was all in Spanish. And like, I know you think, duh, why wouldn't it be in Spanish? You were in a Spanish village in the mountains of Mexico, but it, like in my head, I was, that was like otherworldly. So like, I know these hymns in English. Mm-hmm. And now we're like reading them in Spanish and it just blew my mind because I'm like, I don't understand what I'm saying, but God does. Mm-hmm. God knows exactly what these people are saying and he's loving the worship in another language. And it was the first time I had ever experienced and then therefore considered that he's a God of all nations 
and all peoples. Mm. And, um, you know, you read about it and he, Jesus says that. And, um, but like mm. being immersed in it and seeing these people actually worshiping God, but in their own language mm-hmm. was so amazing. Mm. It was just like this huge um, shift for me in my thinking. And, and that's one of the reasons why I'm a big fan of like mission trips where you get out of, you don't even have to leave the country, but if you get out of your own microculture, just to see God working in different ways with mm-hmm. different, like how he meets people exactly where they are. It's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. So that, <laughs> that was, that was really impacting me at 16. So we went over spring break. So then we came like, literally we, I think we got permission to miss like a day of school on either end. So we, our youth group could go. So like a bunch of, we all basically went to the same high school. And so then we all came back and everyone, cause our school wasn't very big. Everyone knew where we were and we all came back. So changed and they were all like, what's up with you guys? <laughs> we were like, you have no idea what we just went through. Like mm-hmm. it was so amazing. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that. I've been wanting to go on a mission trip as well. Cause it just sounds like it's so impactful why I keep yawning but yeah I love that so much Josie Umwalt my cousin just went on actually a lot of people from my old school went on a mission trip recently and everyone that I was talking to was saying that it was just like so impactful and they were just able to like be a part of like just something bigger and kind of like get out of their own little worlds and it was really impactful for them and I was like that's really amazing I was really happy for them but yeah sounds like year 16 was pretty cool yeah makes me hopeful for mine yeah well thank you guys so much for listening i hope this was fun for you guys it was definitely fun to record i always like when we kind of get to just talk about fun little things um just kind of feels like we're just talking with you guys um just having like a sleepover or something it's yeah. fun it's true um so thank you guys for listening if you enjoyed this episode we would love it if you would share it with a friend or just someone who you think it would be helpful or impactful towards um it really just grows our audience and helps us to be able to reach more people like you which is super fun um you can also give us a rating or a review, um, which is just, you know, helps more people find us. Or you could find us on Instagram or Facebook where we kind of have our posts and, um, yeah, more ways that you can kind of interact with us. But I think that's all for this week. Uh, we love you guys so much. Thank you for listening and bye-bye. Bye.